Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm stocked with food. We've had three food deliveries over the last 24 hour period. Wow. Our usual organic veg delivery, our usual organic meat delivery. They're from separate companies. And our now. Every three week to a month delivery from a supermarket chain. Mm. Which, uh, but I don't know what you're doing. We are quarantining all food, so we have in, to in scrub down the food. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Doing all that sort of stuff. Like so, our our current routine at the moment is that I am doing like the essential shop. Like I'll go because we can't really get deliveries at the moment. We there are no slots available for us. So I am having to brave the very scary world of uh of the shops um but um yeah so uh, but then when we get home it's very much a scrubbing down of the hands scrubbing down of the things that we have purchased washing all fruit and veg uh to make sure that it is all very very nice for us to then eat and not kill us damn steve carino gets everywhere yeah. he's on my beans luke <laughs> he's on my tins of beans <laughs> Uh, so what was in your uh, supermarket, your supermarché delivery? Well, everything I could want and then a few substitutions. Ah. So no paneer. <gasps> oh. no. But what, what keeps happening to us is we will order something and it will be replaced by the fancy version of that. I don't know if that's happened to you because everyone's buying the normal branded yes. stuff. So our food tastes amazing <laughs> right now. I was like, "What? What's going on? Why does this? Why does this pizza we made last week, for instance, why does this taste incredible?" 
and apparently it's because we we're getting restaurant grade tins of tomatoes. Wow. Impressive mm-hmm. stuff. But I tell you what, do you know what? Uh, my laptop is uh, really starting to struggle here, so I am going to just throw us into the main show so we can record our outro. Um, but yeah, we're going to be talking about a couple of topics here uh, to kick us off with AEW. First, uh, crazy cameos in the Bubbly Bunch. And then uh, who should face John Moxley for the AEW Championship? Here is the show. Who is going to be facing John Moxley next for the AEW title? And boy howdy, it could be Kevin Smith. It could be Jason Mewes. It could even be Lou Ferrigno. I said it wrong in the news earlier. The Hulk himself. The 70s Hulk. All the bodybuilding Hulk from that TV show your dad used to watch. Uh, Yeah, because they were all on this episode of AEW. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen. And yeah, let's talk about this amazing Bubbly Bunch segment. The third Bubbly Bunch segment we've had so far. Each week, it's somehow gotten better. I believe this is the final Bubbly Bunch as well. I I don't know why. I think they they felt like they sort of put it over as like, because next week we're going back to live TV. So I don't know whether this is going to be like the end of this segment now or the fact that it's become so popular, they're just going to do more of them. Jericho has so many good ideas. It's almost infuriating that he he can just drop them whenever he wants. Remember the lexicon of Jericho? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for that one week. And and the whole catchphrase about him not saying that he's sorry and he was getting Hager to do it instead, that is for another wrestler. That would be a six-month-long catchphrase and part of their whole career. For Jericho, he can just chuck it out on one episode <laughs> and never use it again. So, on the, you say Lou Ferrigno's name in the news. Did you say, like, Lou Ferrigno? Lou Ferrigno. I think you said, like, did you go Lou Ferringo or something? Place. But uh, no. Yeah. Lou Ferringo. <laughs> but no, we, uh, yeah, it was a crazy... So, like, the first week of the Bubbly Bunch was just them having a chat to hype up Hager's match against Moxley. The second week was them then doing the Flim Flam dance, which I honestly thought was a real thing that I just did not understand, but it turns out was them having a bit of fun. And I thought that this week was going to be more of a follow-up to that because they did ask a lot of people to do their own Flim Flams and send them in. I was like, this will be like the Search for Spheres tag partner thing where they sort of then feature people on TV. Um, but no, instead what we got was them doing this new thing. And the only reason I've seen this is I saw Justin Sizem do it on Twitter uh, yesterday, but just did it with himself doing like, just like he would punch the camera or kick the camera. And then when he sort of reacted to it, he was wearing a different tank top or a different T-shirt or something. It was very, very clever and stuff. But they did it that you would sort of like punch the camera and then it would reveal that you have punched a different person reacting to that. And it started off with just, you know, the inner circle doing it. And then Peter Avalon of The Librarians was there. Jungle Boy of Jurassic Express was there. Sunny Kiss was there. And then it just started getting all these. And I only recognize a handful of people. One of them was Chris Jericho's dad. Oh, oh you, mate, you missed Dr. Luther in there. Oh, sorry, yes. You know, Japanese deathmatch legend. Yes. 
the not the nightmare collective i did do apologize the man that jimmy havoc is feuding with i believe dark um and the, yeah peter irving uh, chris jericho's dad the hulk ted irving. ted irving sorry what have i written peter irving ted irving you're absolutely right um yeah lou ferrigna lou ferrigna now you got me doing it uh the incredible hulk the man who actually voiced the incredible hulk up until the avengers i believe he was still the voice of the incredible hulk in the movies jay and he used a taser yes he did yeah and then jay and silent bob and it ended with uh vicky guerrero virgil was also in there as well and then a bunch of other people that i don't think i particularly recognized um and then it ended with jericho uh saying like was that lufa rigno with a taser it was really <laughs> really funny uh, yeah, there was also Gabriel Iglesias, who is a comedian in the States. Not very big over here in the UK at all, uh, but I recognise his face. Ryan Nay Miller? I don't know that. Oh, no, no. Wait, isn't one of them uh, a member of the band Slipknot? Uh, oh, I, mean, I wouldn't have recognised them without the mask. I think Ryan Nay Miller is a member of the metal band Slipknot hmm. and Brad Williams, who is the uh, not Wee Man, it says here in Reddit's notes. Oh, he's not. But there's also Soul Train Jones. Yeah. Uh, so he's what? So not Wee Man from Jackass. I don't know. I don't know. But Vicky Guerrero was very funny at the end. She oh, it's Corey. Like, oh, sorry. I've seen it. It's Corey Taylor. He's from Slipknot. Ah, Corey Taylor. Oh, I bet the chat's just erupted in correction mania. Mm. But yeah, it was so funny. And this is the exact sort of stuff AEW Dynamite should be making and also putting on social media. Yeah. This is this is an inspired idea, perfect for the lockdown. Sort of keeps that plate spinning for people who haven't been on the show recently, like uh, Jungle Boy. It was actually really nice to see him. Yeah. Uh, out of everyone on here, I think I might have... Well, of course, I popped hardest for Jay and Silent Bob. That was so awesome. <laughs> uh, but Jungle Boy was was the, my second. Yeah, fan. no, I, I I really, really enjoyed it. Particularly because, you know, it was fun when the... the uh inner circle things i think they just sort of leveled it up every single time of you know first it was the inner circle then it was members of the AEW roster then luther and then um you know your, your celebrity cameos and i think ending it with vicky guerrero was really funny as well i thought she was going to do an excuse like a proper full-on excuse me um but i thought it was a, a really really funny segment and you're absolutely right like for social media because if you can get all of those people who are in it to share like you know, Kevin Smith sharing that out. He's got a huge Twitter following. Like him and Muse sharing that out is is pretty massive. And there will be people there who might not be wrestling fans, but they know who James Allen Bob are who will watch that. And in turns, you might, you know, create new... Because this is the second time that James Allen Bob have been on AEW. They were on the very first episode, weirdly enough. I really hope they like the show. This kind of... I like it when me and Kevin Smith share interests. It makes me feel closer to <laughs> Like, we're friends. So, like, yeah, seeing them here was supremely cool. And we didn't even mention how this segment started. Chris Jericho FaceTiming the Inner Circle Boys, the Bubbly Bunch, on his exercise bike in his sort of private gym, I guess, in full entrance attire. He's got the long leather jeans, the leather jacket, the hat, the scarf, 
It was so. Well, he funny. did this when he had the uh, the segment in his pool with Vanguard when he was offering them the Inner Circle T-shirt, and he mm. had his leather like trousers on when he was in this his jacuzzi, and he brought that up on commentary, saying like, "Do you see how cool I looked when I had my leather my leather trousers on in my jacuzzi?" <laughs> Oh yeah, obligatory. Chris Jericho is the best commentator alive right now. <laughs> comment proved it week in, week out. Uh, I said it before everyone else was. I do want to point that out. I said he he in in honestly twenty years time he's going to be Jerry. He's got to become yeah. a commentator. He's too good. Uh, but yeah, so we had all that. Uh, the other big talking point running through this show, apart from the TNT title stuff, which we will talk about in the play by play is who is going to be facing John Moxley next. Yeah, so on this show, uh, we sort of found out that Cody is ranked number one because he, you know, he's been on TV a lot, he's been picking up a lot of wins, but he cannot go for the title at the moment because, well, I mean, forever, because A, he's busy with the TNT tournaments, but also, B, more importantly, lost that stipulation to Chris Jericho where he's not allowed to challenge for that title anymore. So... It feels that through this sole isolation period, there's been so much focus on the TNT tournament. There's been very little focus on the AEW championship. And that'd be because, you know, there we didn't have uh, Moxley there. But now we're in a situation where we're like, well, who is going to face Moxley for the title then at, at double or nothing, which is in a month's time? But there are a list of names that could be potential people for him because they've been doing a lot of building up of these guys, particularly people like Wardlow, you know, with his sort of big monster push that he's been getting. Um, but I'm mostly interested, and I brought this up last week, is Mr. Brody Lee. And I would really like to see Brody Lee going after that title, you know, particularly if the Dark Order are, are coming back for TV tapings in the coming weeks. I don't know what AEW's plans are. I know they're going live next week, but I don't know if they're all then just going to tape a bunch of stuff in the can up until Double or Nothing, or whether they're going to be doing it weekly TV again. I don't know. Do you know what they? Do you know what the plan is? I think the aim is to do one week on, one week off as okay. of next week. Okay, fair enough. So yeah, I, I but I think Brody Lee is a quite an interesting person to put into that position and to really establish him in that main event picture. It's uh yeah because Moxley had a cracking oh, yeah. promo on uh this this week's one. You know, nothing flashy, nothing big, but it's just him walking around is it Ohio where he lives, I think. So in that sort of deserty like American Midwest. I don't know terrain. if you saw Quizzlemania last night, but it turns out my American geography is very, very bad. It's oh, near yeah, Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah where Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh so Moxley's like just walking around and he, he just, you know, promotes that he's here next week and then he looks into the camera and he says, I think it's along the lines of, it, it's his new version of Hulkamania's Take Your Vitamins, brother, where he says, shop in local stores, do this, 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 and don't forget to call yeah. your grandmother. I was just like, that is, how did he make that sound so it badass? It was absolutely amazing. His line in that promo when he said, it was only eight weeks ago that I was celebrating my AEW Championship win with fans because it feels like a lifetime ago. And I'm like, yeah, no kidding. That feels way longer than eight weeks ago. I, I, I said this to my wife this morning because we were talking about how next week marks the end of what is supposed to be the UK's lockdown. You know, it's supposed to be the end of the three weeks, but they're going to, you know, address, you know, see where we are. And I was like, Honestly, if you asked me right now how many weeks we have been in lockdown for or how many weeks I've been working from home, I could not tell you. Absolutely no idea. 
Yeah, it is. It is nuts. But the but Moxley is. It's. I'd be curious to know what the original plans, not just for AEW, but WWE as well, what the original plans were for Moxley. Because I thought the money was in a, a big-time rematch with Jericho. That seemed to be the way they were going with, you know, now you've got mm-hmm. to face Hager, which he did. And I thought, now you've got to face Sammy. And then you, you work your way up. All Jericho's goons are softening Moxley up. And then Jericho has a rematch got through heel shenanigan means and then Jericho is off for the summer if everyone remembers that's that he's, yeah. he's going on tour well was going on tour with Fozzie yeah. <laughs> yeah I guess that's not happening I didn't really think about that so those plans could have changed as well but I, I it seems like they positioned Jericho to feud with Hardy which was presumably another thing long in the works and everyone seems to have a little feud building to a big mm-hmm. match right even even with the all the quarantine stuff that's going on, but Moxley doesn't, and he's the AEW champion. Have you read the report from PW Insider that Tony Khan pretty much wrote the entire lockdown era of TV in Whoa, five minutes? What the hell? <laughs> By himself, he was like, "Right, here's the TNT title tournament. I'm just going to base it all on that," and he just went, "Wow," and that was it. And then, like, people added to it afterwards. But the basic structure, Kate was, was Khan in, yeah, a matter of minutes, really. Uh, and, and I guess with that level of focus on the TNT title stuff, if he knows all Mox is not going to be around, he's going to lost in the shuffle. And it does shuffle. really feel like he's lost in the shuffle. You, you're, you're right on that one. The Jericho thing is interesting, though, because I kind of not forgot that he was in that feud with Hardy. But Jericho did say a lot throughout this show, that's the man that stole my title. That's the man who stole the championship from Le Champion. Which would suggest to me that there is potential there. I've also seen a lot of people, I just had a quick eye full of the chat to my my, uh, left here, of a lot of people saying MJF. You know, MJF could potentially come back next week and be that, you know, he made his miraculous recovery from his nail injury, although he has got a bit of a, a sore neck now. But he, you know, he certainly could step up to the plate and and go for the gold as well. So, yeah, so it's potentially MJF, as you're right, Jericho, and he's too busy with the Hardy feud. And I could see them doing the Hardy feud. I could see them doing the, the Hardy compound match at double or nothing. If it's, you know, going out in front of no fans, you may as well do more stuff like that. Um, Mr. Brody Lee is, a, is another potential. And my outside pick, just because, man, I love him, is Darby Allen. And Darby's now out of the tournament, as we know from this show. And I've got to be honest with you, and I know you love Cody like a brother. I wanted Darby to win. And I was absolutely gutted that Darby didn't win. So... Yeah, I'd, I'd like to put Darby's name out in there. And, and like, you remember when like when he and Mox had that sort of mini one-week feud and stuff, and it was like, oh, wow, that could be really cool. Yeah, Darby's sort of gunning for the title now from Moxley. I, I would absolutely love. It depends on where the, the, the rankings sit, I guess. Yeah, and it's yeah, he, he just lost. He's, he's lost a fair bit, I think. Uh, how do you make that case? I, I really don't know. It, it's weird how all the top champions have been completely derailed by quarantine totally understandable of course we're not like saying oh this is AEW really <laughs> dropped the ball here but uh yeah it's you know their women's their tags 
and their men's championships. All their championships have have gone. So I, I guess in a way, for the TNT title, it's only going to make it feel more significant and important because it's it's literally been the only thing people have been fighting over, really, the yeah. last six weeks. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey there, Podswatters. If you're listening to this right now, I want you to take a second and look down. When was the last time you shaved your giggleberries? It's been a while, don't lie. So let's thank today's sponsor, Manscaped, for holding people like you accountable to getting rid of the funk and shave your junk, especially during this time, not letting our hair grow wild, so sort out your big hairy balls too. And you don't have to worry about cuts thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. They've also got anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. I mean, I put deodorant on my body, so I guess I should also put it on the smelliest part of my body as well. Just because I'm not going out the house doesn't mean I shouldn't let my undertakers stink up the house. And when you purchase the new Perfect Package 3.0 kit at manscaped.com, for a limited time only, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag worth $39 and the high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs, which, true story, I'm wearing right now. 
so am I, and you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code WrestleTalk at Manscaped.com. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com with the code WrestleTalk to get 20% off and free international shipping to the US, Canada, Australia, and even here in the United Kingdom. Support WrestleTalk, support Manscaped, support your balls, and use the code WrestleTalk at Manscaped.com. You'll need to tidy balls well thank you should, should we have a look what everyone else is saying um who, who they would like to see please do and um, getting your super chats throughout the show of course we'll be getting to them throughout the bad one ryan b bad says it should be mox versus mjf at double or nothing yeah, there you go. Uh, Mox versus MJF. I think that's a really good shout, actually. You know, he's hot off. I say he's hot. He's coming off the back of that big win over Cody at um, Re- Revolution. Revolution. Yeah, Revolution. So, you know, you could sort of make the claim from that. And I quite like the idea of him coming back and not only saying, I've got that big win over Cody. I'm the, you know, the, the Dynamite Ring winner. I'm also a modern medical miracle having mm. overcome my broken nail. I think it's too early for MJF. I think he needs a lot more wins in the ring and just in ring time in front of TV viewers uh, before he should be going main event in a pay-per-view. Um, so Gazatola of Rock and Roller has said Blunt Man and Chronic to win the AEW Tag Team titles. <laughs> Hashtag Snoochie Boochies. Snoochie Boochies. I uh, I did get I I mean I always get a kick out of Jane Silent Bob you know it really takes me back to my my teenage years but uh yeah dude like I've got to put out in tweets like I'm gonna go to go uh, live the AW review with my hetero life mate Oliver Davis oh we should have said that <laughs> the uh, I mean me me and you just four or five months ago went to see Kevin Smith live mm-hmm. we were in the front row to watch uh, Jane Silent Bob reboot. Yeah, I got to uh, have a little chat with him again then. Um, what what would we work it out to be? 15 years since I last saw him, or not last saw him, but I first saw him at the Prince Charles Cinema to ask him a question about my university degree. So, um, yeah, a lot of fun. Great. Lo- such a lovely guy. colostopia has gone in touch, not with a Mox opponent, but with a Jericho opponent. Jericho versus Pineapple Pete in a steel <laughs> cage. <laughs> There it is. Pineapple Pete. That's Pineapple Pete. I hate that guy. We haven't really spoken about Pineapple Pete, but he's literally just some wrestler, I guess, on AEW's radar. Sugar Dunkerton, man. Is that Sugar Dunkerton? Sorry. (laughs) I'm no good with this stuff. Uh, I'm no good at wrestling. Uh, But yet Jericho has, has made this Pineapple Pete feud purely because of the guy's Pineapple Hawaiian shirt. And it's one of the hottest things in wrestling. Jericho can have a feud with anyone. I know you said, oh, it's like they're kind of teasing the Mox rematch because Jericho kept bringing that up. But Jericho's character is of such where he will just keep bragging on anyone who isn't a heel. Because mm-hmm. by that magic, like, like by that logic, he's also building a feud with Kenny Omega. Yeah. Because he's absolutely. constantly calling him pumpkin head. He's all like, ah, we fought in Japan. I can't remember who won. <laughs> We, there is a name that we haven't brought up yet, and a lot of people have said it in the chats that you have missed off. It should have been Pentagon. 
it should have been Pentagon, uh, but it actually should be Pack. Yeah, I suppose it should be Pack as well. Pack, you know, because Pack has got that claim. He, you know, he thought he was going to be in the the match with Jericho uh, at mm-hmm. Revolution. So, you know, he is someone who's going to be wanted to. Uh, granted, it's it's the the case that AEW almost, and this is almost a victim of your own sort of like I don't want to use the word genius, but you're a victim of your own system where your rankings now have essentially got Kenny Omega as your top guy, but. Kenny's going to be doing the the tag feud with with Hangman Page, and I'm presuming best friends. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. I keep getting the super chats in because we're at a bit of a loss. <laughs> uh, but should we get in with the rest of the? show the play-by-play uh, it opened with cody versus darby allen in a terrific opening bout semi-final clash for the tnt title absolutely <clears throat> loved it and this was the the sort of moment i mean i've i've kind of real I, i've kind of known that i've got a, a, a love for darby allen because i, I just think he's awesome and I, I think he's great and then this opening promo package before it really solidified that where he, you know, they talked about how they had that great match at Fighter Fest where they drew, and that really put like that established Darby. That really put him on the sort of AEW map. Then they had a match against on TV, and he said, "I didn't lose that match to Cody. I lost that match to Arn Anderson." And then he said, "But you know, what's the most interesting part of a story? Is it the beginning, the middle, or the end?" His promo was so so great, and I love his character so so much that when he came out for that match. I, I genuinely I can't tell you how much I wanted him to win. Really, really wanted him to win. And I love Cody. I absolutely love Cody. But I really wanted my boy to win. And I think that's a credit to how well AEW have got him over and got his character over. That he has elicited that sort of reaction out of me to be like, I really want him to go and win this tournament and go on to face uh, Lance Archer in the finals. And there were so many moments in this match where I thought he was going to win. I thought these two absolutely worked it brilliantly. Yeah, I'm in the same camp, but just for Cody. (laughs) I'm not going to take away your Derby love because I'm there too now since Revolution and that excellent match with Sammy Guevara and all the work he's done since and before, arguably. But I, yeah, all of those things you just said, I could say the exact same thing for Rhodes. Yeah. But I, I, these two guys, it was really interesting the way they worked it because... And, you know, like WWE, sorry to compare it, but WWE always has said for, for, for a decade plus, we work with shades of grey. There are no such things as heels or faces. And over the last few weeks, AEW has actually done that effectively because Darby has been showing more heel-like tendencies. He's a, he's a proper anti-hero character, first in that slap on Cody and then you know, working as the heel against Sammy Guevara yeah, last week. Like taking off the boot and like biting at the toes and things like that. And then in this match here where Cody did the, the, the Matrix bridge and tweaked his knee and instantly Darby was on it. Just started going at it. And it's not illegal. It's not against the rules, but man, is it against the spirit of wrestling. <laughs> like that, it's, if, if you're Ring of Honor, it's, that's not an honorable move, is it? It's gamesmanship rather than sportsmanship. And that's the really fine line they worked here. And there was, I, I thought, okay, I see what they're doing here. They've been doing it for weeks. 
Darby's going to be a heel now. Like, that's the, the story they've been telling. And Cody's going to be an out-and-out babyface. That's the story they're telling through to the end. But within three, four minutes, Darby was thrown into Brandy by Cody. Well... And in such a weird spot. I was But, like, say, I don't yeah. hate it. No, I don't hate it either. In fact, I actually loved it because it is... I read it more that like Cody moved out of the way and Darby crashed into Brandy Rhodes. But the way that Jericho positioned it was Cody knew she was there. Cody let that happen. Yeah, it's, but like even when you think about it, even if that was his intention, like why, even if he doesn't like his wife anymore, why would he do that? Yeah. Like, why does, that she's, she's out there to help him win the match if he's that way inclined, if he's that evil. Uh, but they... It was just such a, it was a, such a weird shade of grey spot that it did make me start to think, oh, this, you know, it's what what is the allegiances to morality here? And when Cody's walking around the ring because AEW have got the wrestlers standing at ringside, Britt Baker hits him with a heel. Yeah, like what a heel, a literal heel. But it's not Darby who's cheating. No, you're getting this sort of babyface heat on Cody without doing it through Alan. It's just genius. I absolutely loved it. Uh, the Indian Deathlog bridge uh, spot I thought was absolutely amazing. Darby hitting crossroads for the win. And I loved then, not only did he hit the crossroads, went to lock in the figure four to get the pin the same way that Cody did in this very tournament. I, I thought it was a lovely series of references to things. Cody going for the, um, uh, the coffin drop was absolutely amazing and Darby getting the knees up off that move and then Darby going up for it and getting it but Cody just sliding him through and getting the pin wicked finish I was just gutted gutted for my boy Darby it was a terrific match uh I I think uh be interesting to see where Darby goes from here because he did lose um and and Cody's obviously got a direction to the to to the top, so yeah, I'm sure they've got big plans because he is definitely one of their hottest stars at the moment, and he really does have a unique connection to a certain large portion of the audience. Um, oh yeah, in all this, Brandy hobbled back out after taking the bump from earlier to give Cody a sip of water from a bottle. Hmm. And it was just that just I. I Sometimes things like that feel sloppy and out of place. But other times, they're genius red herrings. Best example ever of this is the table that has still not been gone through in the Akada Omega 2 match. <laughs> yeah. you know, they set it up and like, well, it's wrestling, Chekhov's table. But they never used it. So so little details like this, like, it, makes it, more, it makes it feel more real. Yeah. Like, really, really top-notch work. Yeah, I thought it was really, really great. Uh, another promo for Scorpio Sky. This one talking about him joining SCU and you know them getting over through the worst town thing. Uh, and I liked his end line where he's like, I don't want to just be a champion. I want to be an effing legend. I thought it was a really nice final line to it. And then we got MJF uh, cutting a promo from his house about his career-threatening hangnail injury, but he saw the doctor. Doctor says it's all good now. In fact, he's got the strongest nail in on the earth and uh, but now he's picked up another injury he's cut his neck shaving yeah just just brilliant brilliant heel work i absolutely loved it was like i'm so sorry that i did not get on a germ infested plane to fly across the country <laughs> to wrestle in front of six peers 
And I just, he was so sarcastic because the content was actually, you know, if you just read out the content, it would read like an apology. Yeah. But the way he delivered it was like, yeah, I'm so sorry to you. <laughs> it was really good. And that went directly into MJF's henchman. A man, is he a henchman? Oh, he's a henchman. Warlow. We joked about Warlow Ward- when he first... Wardlow. Ward- Ward- well, it's because I feel like it should be war now with his entrance music. <laughs> this is war. This is war. Uh, we-, we joked about him when he first debuted because we were like, oh, it's Brian Cage, the Wardlow salad, stuff like that. But oh, I I love his squash matches. Yeah, his little like F5 deal that he does is amazing. But I said it last week. Little F5. <laughs> yeah. But I Bigger said it, F5. I said it last week. When he does that drag down spot into his knee, like he just sort of pop, pops them up onto the top rope, gives a little look to the crowd, drags them off and knees them in the face. It looks brutal. And I love it. Yeah, he did all those things and more to a enhancement talent called Musa. Uh, then we got the Bubbly Bunch segment that we've already covered. And then, you know, this I love this episode, by the way. I don't know if you can tell. After all of that great stuff, you know, fantastic match. Great MJF promo. A heartfelt Scorpio Sky video package. The really fun Bubbly Bunch skit. Then we got this no-holds-barred hardcore match between Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian versus the best friends, Penelope Ford and Orange Cassidy, were at ringside in the respective corners. It was so much fun. Loved it, mate. And this was like, when you said earlier that this was all Tony Khan's doing, essentially, just sort of booked this all, you know, off the top of his head very, very quickly. This has been a very well-told little feud that has built over the last couple of weeks through their limited roster. It's not a top feud, but it has got these guys on TV, and actually it's really gotten these guys over as characters. And the the genius of all of this is that not only have yeah, you featured Jimmy Havoc more, you featured Kip Sabian more, you've effectively created a new team out of all of this and built this sort of feud with the best friends. In that you have created new top challengers in Best Friends, who at the same time were having a little mini feud with Kenny Omega a couple of weeks ago. So they've already planted that seed. So when everything comes back together, those two teams can finally confront each other again and we can start a feud towards the tag straps. Absolutely brilliant bit of simple storytelling. There's Death Triangle in there as well. I th- I said it last week. Like, you know, when you've got limited resources and you're faced with a lot of obstacles, you just go back to basics and tell a very simple, fundamental story. And those things are generally copy and paste, right? You know, and that's what they've done. They've just focused on telling very basic stories with a limited number of people. And, you know, if you're just going to do that for three months, it's very, very effective. Yeah. Uh, You said they're not top guys, uh, these people. And I agree. They're, they're, this is mid-card. What this I meant, is a yeah. fantastic mid-card. That's what I meant, yeah. But have you seen the ratings? No. The last two weeks, these segments with these six people in, highest rated stuff on Dynamite. Now, that is interesting because... Isn't it? Because one of the things that has been said about AEW and Tony Khan is he's a stats man. He loves Sorry, his... Sorry, women. <laughs> 
Exactly. You he, don't draw. <laughs> you don't draw. You don't get on TV, which means you can't draw. Um, he loves stats. And if he can see, well, these guys are popping ratings, that's going to get them even more TV. This could mean more Jimmy on TV. And I'm all for more Jimmy on TV. I So, you know, I, I still feel like the the Jimmy Havoc, you know, the essence of the brilliance of what he can deliver, hasn't still come out. No. Nope. Uh, I, I haven't watched his MLW stuff, but the stuff I was reading sounds like he was close to that level. But this this was the first match in AEW. Well, I guess the, the three-way uh, was really fun as well. But there was something about the way he moved here. It was just this kind of like this sadist mentality that I really got from him and just I look I I feel like hardcore wrestling has gone on a bad rep in the last you know since CZW one night stand that's when it peaked and everyone was like oh you know it's not for me anymore CZW kind of jumped the shark I guess this is this like this is this is what hardcore wrestling can be in 2020 Mm -hmm. I had so much fun with it I've never seen people get dropped on chairs at that at those angles before. Yeah, I I thought this was a... If I was to give a slight nitpick to this, and this is the slightest of nitpicks, and it, but it did make me go like a, huh. It was when they were tagging. It was when Havoc and Sabian were just tagging in and out. And Jericho even said, look at that. Even when there's no DQ, they're still tagging. And I was like, yeah, but why? Why are they tagging? Because <laughs> it's no DQ, mate. What's, what's the ref going to do if you don't obey the tag rules? Um, mm. And then, you know, after they did two tags, they never did any other tags throughout the match. So why did you do those two? Just, yeah, it's little, it's little, I, yeah, little, right, little yeah. details. But moving that aside, I then saw Jimmy Havoc throw people onto lots of chairs and those chairs were at horrible angles and it made me go, ooh, it made me go, ah, and it made me feel like I was a teenager in the year 2000 watching hardcore matches and I loved it. Yeah, and especially like, we're so desensitized. So to make me go, ooh, ooh. like that's that's a really nice sensation that I don't experience a lot these days. It's thrilling. Uh, it was a bit like... But at the in- end... Do you remember in NXT when they did the, uh, it was the Adam Cole, Alistair Black uh, hardcore, I think they had a hardcore match or something, but they did like this sort of uh, AA move onto an upturned chair and Adam Cole just sort of landed Mm. on top of the chair. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Although these ones I enjoyed more because they seemed a bit safer (laughs) because there was a bit more of a, I don't know, I don't know anything. Uh, But the... Uh, Penelope Ford and Orange Cassidy got involved, a bit of distractions, and Chuck Taylor got havoc, ran across the ring, and had a pile driver on a load of chairs. Yeah, a fitting demise to the evil chair hungry goth. Exactly, and you know they were Jericho was putting over these guys have got to be top contenders now, and they have planted those seeds as I said earlier of the sort of animosity and sort of you know hatred between Kenny Omega. And the best friends, particularly Trent, they had that excellent match that nearly went to the draw. They've done so. They had the comedy tag match with Kenny and Michael Nakazawa, the, the, the DDT Pro match that they had, and they have just been planting all of these things along. So next week, when we get the return of the tag chance, well, at least Kenny Omega's in action because he's teaming with Matt Hardy. Maybe this is where we're going to see the start. Well, I mean, you can't even say it's the start. The next step of this tag feud between Hangman and Page and the best friends. Uh, Hangman and Page. Did I, did I say Hangman and Page? Yeah, yeah, I uh, like that team. Yeah, yeah. I, I love I love Hangman 
and Paige. Uh, but the I'll, I'll let you go over the next segment because I, I I loved everything on this show, including this. But you came back when we were talking this morning and said this was I love this bit. So Britt Baker did not get off to the best start in AEW. We all know that it's fine. It it didn't work, but this heel turn has worked. This heel turn is great, and they did a role model segment a couple of weeks ago that was really funny. But this one was great. This one was <laughs> so, so great. This one had a thousand times more percent character than anything Brit has done. And Brit's been doing a lot of great character work. All the stuff she's been doing with Skiavone over the coffee and his teeth and all this sort of stuff. And it built to this segment here where Britt welcomed us into her dentistry where she has got clips of her being played on the TV. She's got inspirational posters of her throughout this thing. She has a makeup person who she doesn't know name. And the makeup person's then like, that's not my name. And I actually think this role model thing is actually a bit rubbish. And Britt just sort of like pops her out of the back. She's like, just around the corner. And she sort of scolds her and the camera sort of films almost Parks and Rec style of just sort of like catching yes. them, catching them and then coming back to her being like, I think Brit's a great role model. I think she's amazing and I love doing her makeup for her. And she gave us her um, role model tips, you know, which is you don't wear glasses unless you're a doctor. You know, you're just faking it otherwise. Get better eyes. You don't have to be fat. Photoshop filters exist. And... <laughs> Don't have a snaggle tooth because dentists, that's what dentists are for. And all of these pictures were of Tony Schiavone. So further building off the characters that they've had, <laughs> absolutely loved. I thought Britt was a great promo. I thought she was a great character. I absolutely loved what they did here. And I really hope that we get more of her feud with Sheeda because they had a great match on TV a couple of weeks ago with the bloody mouth moment. I hope they can build off of that going back into live TV or, you know, live slash pre-tape TV to build into that into a good pay-per-view match at, um, at Double or Nothing 2 I re or Quadruple or Nothing. I really, really hope they can build off the back of this because I thought this was excellent. And fun fact for you, the iPad that's got all my notes on it just died. So I did that all off the top of my head. I did that all from memory. That's how much I loved the segment. I remembered the things that happened. Uh, you're my role model, Thanks, Luke, mate. <laughs> for doing that. I, I agree. It was an absolutely extraordinary segment. The, the Because it was funny. It was so funny. Like, the, the, the pace, the comedic pace, the delivery, all was spot on. And I, again, I'm getting into... It, so, I'm again, sorry, warning, asterisk, I'm going to compare it to WWE. So, one of the things that happens in WWE is someone will debut, will be really excited for them, and they'll get worse. It's very rare that people get better or more over on the main roster from where they started. This Britt Baker is an amazing example of how you can course correct and totally rebuild someone. Because, she, yeah, she was not working in the slightest. It was, it was like the worst of Roman Reigns, potentially, what they had on their hands there. Because AEW saw her as, she's a dentist. She can wrestle. She's a babyface star. Oh, that she's the one you slap on the face of the poster. You send her to media interviews because that's a story in itself. And th th that's wrong. Like, she's she's the complete opposite of that. So tremendous bravery from AEW for kind of seeing their own mistakes and going with the complete 
complete opposite of what they originally had planned. The other thing I wanted to compare it to WWE with was how what happened here was a heel fat shaming a baby face. Mm -hmm. Because it was, you know, Britt Baker made the very funny joke of just use Photoshop. Like, you know, because that's just terrible advice on Tony Schiavone for having a paunch. Um, This came across as a dastardly heel thing to say, but still funny, that I wanted to see her get her comeuppance. For whatever reason, when WWE tries this stuff, it makes me hate the company because it feels like it's coming from a very nasty, cynical, bullying place. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I agree with you on that one. And actually, the other thing I was going to say off the back of your first point about why this character works so well and why I think this this course correct has worked so well is that everything in this course correction is based on the original character. It is this original character of like, yeah, I was brought in to be the face of this division. I was brought in because I'm a dentist. I was brought in because I can do these media interviews. All of that stuff is part of the character. It's the reason why Seth's heel turn has worked so well, because everything in his heel turn has been based on the real-life animosity that fans had against him as a babyface. He does consider himself to be the face of the company, the Monday Night Messiah, the top guy on Raw, which is what he was pushed as through all of 2019. So it totally works. And I think the same thing can be applied to Britt Baker. I think it's absolutely amazing. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, one of one of the big success stories of wrestling in 2020 is is Britt Baker's character. Extraordinary. Uh, Sean Spears beat up. Uh, oh, I didn't write down. I their believe name. it was Baron, Baron Black. Black. I believe his name was crucially with the sharpshooter. Which uh, thank mm. you to Randy Andy Datsun to linking to us that uh, Spears posted up on Twitter that he got permission from Bret Hart to now use it as his new move. So it's now his. He's going to finish off his matches with the sharpshooter from now on. Well, at least, at like least that. that's yeah. you know his finish. He's a Canadian, eh? Mm-hmm. He is a Canadian, eh? I and I particularly like. I I really like the way that Sean Spears carries himself as a character, which is you know he gets into the ring, he's sort of popping his pecs and stuff like that. He's popping his glutes and doing a little like the comments are like, is he twerking? You know, but he's, uh, <laughs> or like Shivani was, and Jericho's like, no, 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 he's flexing his great shape he's in. He's Canadian. I love him. Not that pineapple Pete. He's an idiot. And you know he's he's getting over this character, mm. but as soon as uh, Baron Black started getting some offense in this serious side of Sean Spears kicked in he hits the C4 and then has this super intense look in his eye as he's locking in the sharpshooter all that character that was there before is gone the fun fun wacky side of Spears is gone this super scary side is being is emerging and that's something you can build on as a character thumbs up for me uh, after that we got Taz breaking down Lart's Archer's murder finisher what's it called again that's it blackout uh i i can't i still can't believe he hit it on colt cabana (laughs) um and then we got mr Brody lee taking on marco stunt in a squash match that's been built for three weeks and it absolutely worked worked. he murderized this poor little fellow um yeah Felt bad for poor little Marco as he was beaten from pillar to post by Mr. Brody Lee. Particularly loved the dive into the black hole slam. Good crikey. Oh, oh wasn't it just? Uh, and then just like almost just lifted him out of nothing into this big set out power bomb, expanding out a repertoire. Very nice. Mm. 
yeah, because Marco's stunt was thrown outside. He got, like, the 10 count just in, in the nick of time. And then, like, it looked like he was going to have a bit of offense. And I thought, oh, we're going to get at least four or five moves of Marco getting in some yep. punches. No. <laughs> no, just immediately cut off with that slam. Uh, yeah, really good. Mm-hmm. Built Brody really well. Um, and that's sort of the, the end of that part of Brody Lee and the Dark Order, I guess. Like, I guess now we need to see something a bit more Yeah, well, we've got a lot of, like, them. potential threads. Uh, Sorry, then... I didn't mean to cut you off there. But we've got some potential threads of, you know, his the number 10 character that was introduced last week, reuniting him with, with Grayson and Uno, reuniting him with the sort of, like, the, the other voice of the, the Dark Order, just kind of making them feel like a connective whole once again and just sort of finding out yeah, I, I think now is going to be the time once next week starts is to, as you say, let's find what the meat of this is now. We've had fun doing parodies of, of Vince and squash matches, but now we need, now it needs to mean something. Yeah. And then we got the John Moxie promo, call your grandmother's folks. And the main event was just <laughs> breathtaking. Yeah, in the murder. I I was really blown away by how great both men were, how the booking worked, how Cody came down to watch his brother get slammed into the mat. I love comics, specifically DC comics. A kind and like and like quite a like if I had to nail my really favorite part, it's like that sort of nineties noughties quite dark DC continuity and I am just getting Doomsday vibes from Lance Archer and I, I, I really can't say enough good things about it. I thought this yeah, was extraordinary. I this was a really, really good main event and it was all down on just like the one of my notes that I wrote down I remember writing was just like I love the way that they're moving and just like the way that they're selling each other's not offense they're just selling each other being in the ring. The way that Dustin would move around, like after he like first gets knocked to the outside and he sort of slowly walks back up and like Lance is pacing around. And then you have the moment when Lance is on the outside and Dustin is just like on his knees, just sort of like watching him, just being like, what's his next move going to be? I've now got the higher ground, Anakin. Um, and it was just so many moments like that. And... This was not a squash match, but at no point did Lance ever feel like he was in trouble, even though Dustin was getting a heck of a lot of offense in. But, and I, I, this is quite inspired, and I don't know how they managed this, but it never felt like Dustin couldn't win. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't feel like... Like, Lance was put over so strongly in this, kicked out of crossroads at one, never felt like he was in trouble. But at the same time, you're like, yeah, but Dustin is that wily veteran. All's is going to take, and Dustin did get an amazing near fall on him at one point that I, I, I really bought into, and so the murder hawk doesn't he's unstoppable, but does feel like he could be stopped, but that's not a detriment to his character. It's it's really really good stuff. I really like what they did with him in this tournament. Yeah, the only way that Lance was losing here, and they did leave it open, was if he was kind of outsmarted by Goldust. Like you said, the wily veteran. And Goldust is so good in these sorts of roles because he's got that quite unique understanding of ring psychology where he, you, you, you just always mm. have so much hope in him. 
Like you, you feel like he could come back and have a little hope spot near the end, and even possibly pick up a win. Uh, but but yeah, it was it was all really Lance toying with his prey. Yeah. This was a message to Cody as much as it was. Oh, I I, I need to win the match, but. That's a foregone conclusion. I'm going to use these 15 minutes, which I could do in two, just to send a message to Cody. I thought it was excellent. Uh, the, I mean, there was a, an old school into a moonsault <laughs> just spot. Just to show that he could. <laughs> which yeah, is terrifying. Right. But I, I thought the one of the best moments for me was when he just ripped off the turnbuckle pad. You know, most people untie it. He ripped it off with one hand. Really cool supervillain move, supervillain monster. And he just starts ramming Dustin's head into it. Boom, boom, boom. I've seen, yep, it should have been a disqualification. Referee should have been more on top of that. But I, I was still liking it. And then Cody's come down with Brandy. QT had the towel. the towel. So Cutie was going, uh, to, so Cutie was going to throw the, the towel in for his tag partner, Dustin. But Cody ran down to stop, knowing that that's not how his brother would want to go out. But at the same time, it's like, was that the right move on Cody's part? Because it always, it just led to more murderization of Dustin Rhodes, his brother. So some really interesting character stuff in there as well. But then Lance like dragged Dustin into the ring, into the center of the canvas, and just started yeah. hammering his head against the was- mat. Oh, I was while looking at Cody, and Cody had to watch that on after he just stopped the towel from going. It was in. punishment. Dear God, there's a yeah, there's a lot of feels going in there, and I, I said it in my review. It's, it's the closest wrestling gets to comic book supervillains. And that you know, I, I've we ever know that seen. Cody is a big comic book fan, so there's clearly got to be some form of inspiration in all of that. I thought this was yeah, really, really uh, a really great main event. And while I did want it to be my boy Derby going into that final, Cody versus Lance. And that's kind of what we said from the start of this tournament. The great thing about this tournament, the way that this tournament was put together, is that there were six different outcomes that would have been like, oh, that's a great main that's a great final to this tournament and you know what this is the final that makes the most sense so absolutely kudos to to AEW for for going with that and i thought it was a a really really cracking episode of dynamite my only actual note sorry my only other notes i had about lance archer is that his entrance music sucks <laughs> it sucks real bad i do not like it because he is this big murder hawk monster dude and he comes out to pop metal and it sounds bad uh, it just, it, the two don't mix and I'm sure I'm going to get some heat for this in the comments because it's probably some like popular band in America but I thought it sounded quite poor and I, I think he needs something a bit scarier uh, it really works when he's already beaten up people <laughs> yeah. in the entrance way like but before he came out this random guy was thrown out of the entrance whole bit and I thought is that a botch? Why didn't they edit that out? And then Lance comes out, just like clobbering a yeah. random production hand. Loved it. Uh, yeah, so overall, I mean, a, a fantastic episode of AEW. I gave it a, a four out of five, but it's a very I high. I certainly four would out of five. go that high as well. I, I mean, as much as I want to give it like, you know, the big five, it sucked that there was no women's match on this show. Uh, and I think doing last week, there was no women's match on the show, and that was a problem. And I know people are going to say limited roster and stuff, but Sheeta is there, and they're, you know, you could just have gone on out of a Sheeta squash match. That would have been something more than just nothing. And that is a shame. And doing that two weeks on the bounce sucks. 
So, and you know, they didn't really announce one for next week either. So that that's also, I'd, I'd argue, problematic in 2020. Uh, let's get on to your super chats because we've got some more answers to who you want to see face John Moxley next. Dan H. Archer beats Cody a minute. Oof. Oof. I don't want to see that. I, I, I think they that, that's not the story to tell there. Kills the Mox challengers and goes against Mox. New Japan history can be used. Thoughts? Um, yeah, you certainly could do. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think you want to do a TNT champion versus world champion. Not straight away, but... That quickly. No, no, no. I, I don't think that's a good idea uh, initially. Uh, the Cassange. UFC and boxing championships are only defended every six months or so. Having a break before Mox's title defence might make it feel like a bigger deal when it finally happens. Hashtag Brock Lesnar effect. Um, potentially... I could potentially see the argument for that, but I also th- feel that wrestling fans are conditioned to expect title matches every month. You know, at the main event of a pay per view, so not having one at, on this, particularly when it doesn't feel like there's no direction for it either, I then could it could just feel like it's not that it's it makes it more important for All Out Two. It just makes it not important for Double or Nothing Two. Plus, wasn't the Hager match for the title? It was, yeah. Yeah, so they've already had, you know, they're doing it often anyway. Uh, the bad one, Ryan B. Bad. This bubbly bunch was so much better compared to last week. Faith has been restored in the inner circle. <laughs> they were the person who didn't like last week's flim flamming. I remember. Uh, Matthew Robinson, MJF injury just keeps getting better. Also, Wardlow is amazing. And think how many big men we have in AEW. It is truly amazing. They actually said that on commentary. They were sort of listing off like, this really is where the big boys come to play. Mm. Uh, Josh and Dominics, who's a really uh, generous pledge there. $50. Uh, AEW has now put on my two favourite no-fan shows and have shown the proper way to build up a tournament, even though I don't agree with the decision to go live. Agreed there. Mm-hmm. Mox got me super fired up for it. I'm excited to have this whole commentary team and roster back. Yeah, I mean, it, obviously we don't know if it is like a full roster that's coming in. Well, yeah, I mean, for the record, I totally disagree with the, the, the going live thing. I think, you know, you... I mean, it's, it's, you're in a sort of difficult situation where you need to tape TV, but I'd almost rather just like do another bulk set of tapings like they did this time round. That'd be my preferred thing of this as opposed to one week off, one week on. But, you know, mm. uh, we are where we are and that sucks. But uh, I am looking forward to, you know, and, and, and like as Josh said in that thing then, selfishly, I'm quite looking forward to next week's show. And like when they announced all those matches, I was like, damn, I'm, I am looking forward to next week's show. Matthew Robinson loved the Dr. Britt Baker segment with Rebel. Hope she is a new character that will rise up. What do you think of Rebel? So she was in Impact. I don't know if that's the same Rebel, is it? I don't know if that is the same person. Um, but uh, I, I mean, I liked what she did. Although I, I'm disappointed that we haven't had more from uh, Hager's wife. That That's who I would have uh, liked to have seen more of because I thought she was so good at Revolution. Uh, yep, it is the same... Oh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Same person. There you go. You learn something new every day. Uh, 
Where were we? Sorry, I've changed tabs for that. Matthew Robinson again. Love, again, the Jericho commentary. He has an amazing way to have real engagement in people he doesn't even like, but still gets his heel moments in. Yeah. He's a pro. New punk, new punk rants. Jericho is the best commentator, wrestler, promo <laughs> manager, faction leader. How is he not the Jericho? He made Hooventude my fave at one time. Goat. He's so good. I'm... Um loving him on commentary as well and i actually think that he's got better as each week's gone on i feel like he's got more confidence and like that first week where he was a bit he had a lot of like ums and ahs and ers in there less so maybe that's more editing but like i think that he's it just feels like he's grown in, in confidence josh de dominic's tnt title dream match it's a lot of big ones luchasaurus wardlow Brody lee lance archer Book it for All Out 2, please. Oh, that's a big, beefy match. That's a beef boy match. That's a super heavyweight match. I wouldn't mind that at all. Uh, Matthew Robinson, Trent, OMG, what a bump. Ooh. Was that on the chairs? That was one of the chairs, yeah. yeah. Uh, Baz Hoban, Darby's shoulders weren't down. Excalibur says he won't take it lying down on Twitter. Darby fights to be included. Triple threat for the TNT title. Mm, that works, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was, we didn't talk about that. I thought it was quite a weak pin. Yeah, and in fact, actually, I think they kind of said as much on commentary as well. So that might be something that, that this chap's pointing out that we completely missed from the commentary that can be brought up for, for next week. So yeah, that, that's a really, that, that, you know, that, that, that might be something they're setting up. Matthew Robinson again. Thank you so much. Gotta love Lance Archer. Rope walk like The Undertaker. And then a moonsault. He is amazing. Oh, yeah. Incredible, but, but, Matthew but, Robinson but, again. But, but, but let's let's not forget, it's not the greatest uh, sort of springboard off a off the ropes moment. That still goes to El Fantasma at Wrestle Kingdom when he did it into a back rake. Oh, yeah. Uh, Matthew Robinson should Lance win and prolong the feud with Cody? Definitely, mm. I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. You got Archer's got to win. He's he's so cool. Uh, James Hanley. I wanted Derby to win too, but him winning it off Cody will mean more. First match he tied Cody. He barely lost two straight matches to Cody. It will be his first title, and he would have toppled Cody. Yeah, absolutely right. You know that's some that's some lovely long term storytelling. Yeah, absolutely. Bang on the banana, as Blompio would say. New Punk rants again. Last night, Dr. Britt Baker DMD became my favourite person in all of wrestling. I'm getting all the merch she has. AEW foot foot for life. Hashtag role model. She is a role model. She's all of our role model. Josh DeDominics. How can I find the segment by segment ratings for AEW? Could you guys possibly post them from your social media? Uh, well, but there are those <coughs> in The Observer. Um, the Observer mm. newsletter has always got like the 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 best breakdowns of, of hour by hour of, of what setting, what ratings drew what and sort of how many viewers switched uh, flip flopped across channels. I don't think they put out the segment by segment stuff publicly. That's sort of shared behind the scenes. But when people see them, they will write up news stories, and that's how I saw the particular. Uh, one we talked about earlier. Juan Villa was hoping to see RVD with a joint and his ladies. I guess on the bubbly bunch bit. Oh, okay. He's contracted to Impact. Pavi let Andy out of his cage. Luke and Ollie, did you did y'all call your grandmothers? Uh, both of mine are dead, uh, so uh, I sadly did not. Yeah, nice one, Pavi. <laughs> I called mine on Tuesday. Oh, lovely. Uh, spoke about the weather. Don't think they could hear me properly. Uh, do you want to take over for this bit? I don't have any of the, the I don't have any of the no, docs up. Remember, ah. I've got no notes. I've got no docs. 
Matthew Robinson, have you guys seen the Ruthless Aggression episode with Brock Lesnar? It's really good. I've not seen them part... I don't even think I finished the Evolution one. I think I watched the first two, which I very much enjoyed, and I, I got a good kick out of the rewriting of history. But if I get some free time, <laughs> I do want to watch the rest of them, because I did enjoy them. Gabriel Caruso, during your review that aired earlier, you mentioned you had a show on fi- uh, free TV... Yeah, free tip fight TV that airs in the UK, not stateside. Could we watch it using that VPN thing you guys talk about? Huge, huge fan. Hashtag Ollie for Prez. Thank you. Um, no, VPNs don't work on sort of TV, mm-hmm. do they? No. They're like, we're talking broadcast terrestrial TV. It's not on a, a platform. So you'll have to go to Turnbuckle TV to watch all that instead. Uh, Geek Violet X3, support Wrestle Talk. Stay awesome, you lads. Thank, Thank you. you. Michael Riley, got my Screw Steve Carino support wrestling shirt yesterday. Super hyped to wear it out and about when the stay at home order is over. Excellent. Excellent work. Thank you all so much who, who bought that t shirt. Yeah, anyone who hasn't received theirs yet, we're working on it. As I'm sure you're aware, it's tough right now yeah. to make t shirts and send them out. <laughs> Uh, Gabriel Caruso, who wins in a fight, Homer Simpson or Peter Griffin? They had that fight, didn't they, in the Simpsons Family Guy crossover that wasn't very good. Um, And I honestly, and I've watched that episode, cannot remember who did win. I'm I'm going to assume it was a draw. Uh, But I'm going to go controversially. Homer Simpson, because at least he's had an actual funny episode of a show. Boom, slam on Family Guy being a mediocre comedy. It's, it's fine. Hashtag Luke is a role model. I'll probably take that back after that. Hashtag Ollie for Prez. Hashtag Luke for Prime Minister. We could be the power trip across the states, <laughs> so, across the, the Atlantic. Wrestle Talk World Order. Wrestle Talk for life. A, can you tell what a Wrestle Talk's plans to make comeback against guests in Quizzlemania? You guys have been made to look rubbish. Hashtag learn wrestling. Well, no, this is the thing. So, like, I don't know wrestlers' real names. Like, is Britt Baker her actual name? I've absolutely no idea. Uh, but I do know that I like her. And I, I'm, I'm very, very uh, bad at like, remembering stuff that happened within the last three years. I just don't remember anymore. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I think it's fun. I'm really enjoying doing Quizzlemania. It's just really fun to hang out with those people. It's a really good laugh. Yeah. Yeah, it's just our excuse to get people we like on on a show who would no longer who would in no other way talk to us yeah uh but the yeah my mind doesn't work no it's not really a specific fact or or date thing it's more my mind deals in generals or actually if if i think of something my first thought isn't ah that's the answer it's i'll I'll check that on wikipedia yeah you know i've outsourced my memory to the internet it's so funny because i I talked about this on uh, one of our morning meeting calls but uh after i watched roar on tuesday i just had the sudden thought of being like huh i'm gonna just have a look just in case it comes off in the off chance what was the raw women's championship history in reverse chronological order and I just and I read through it, and as soon as I closed the Wikipedia page, had forgotten everything. And I sat there, I was like, "Wait, what was it again?" I I <laughs> I'm very bad at studying, so I I just don't remember things like that. Uh, some last minute super chats. Baz Hoban, are either three way all winners make sense? What do you think? Say again. The three way. Regarding the three way. All winners make sense. I wonder if this. I wonder think? if this means the three-way between Cody, Darby, and Lance Archer. Is that what they're referring to? That there's uh, sort of, sort of yes. like fancy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the same person. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, 
still yeah still lance i think lance overcoming the both yeah. of them yeah yeah cody and darby can kind of cost each other the match maybe they they get lance down but he yeah they darby's greed gets the better of him i don't before know. we go on with the uh, Pabby, sorry before we have the, the the rest of those super chats do we want to give a, a little shout out to our mods uh, that, are, yes. that have been in today. Well, let's do it at the end. Okay, let's do it at the end. Pavi let Andy out of his cage. I want an Archer. I want an Archer versus Mox for the New Japan US title and AEW. The forbidden door is closed, unfortunately, <laughs> for now. And Pavi again, awesome man. Sorry, Luke. Mine's a, mine are dead too. It's fine. It, yeah, I mean, it, it's fine. One of them died when my mum was five. So, like, it was it was very unlikely that I was ever going to meet her. Um, and any plans on bringing Dave Meltzer to Quizzlemania? <laughs> oh, God, he'd destroy us all. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how good he is at nips, but um, that was the one round where I did really well yesterday with my nips. Um, and donations with no comment. Thank you, Rich Yonkers, Geek Violet X3, and Mark Ponce and A. But thank you also to our wonderful moderators in the chat who sacrificed their time to help keep you guys chatting nicely and having a nice fan environment. Uh, and one of us has got to, they've got to go back to work. So we're losing them for a bit. Thank you so much, Jeremy Hawkeye Runner. Thank you very much, my friend. Thank you for all of your incredible hard work. Uh, I think the mods have been doing an amazing job. I think, uh, yeah, I, 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 can't, I haven't got enough good things to say about them. And uh, our best wishes go out to Tomo as well. Tomo, um, uh, who's also having some some tough times at the moment. So our heart goes out to you, mate. Thank you for everything that you've been doing as well. We're all here for you, Tomo. Um, but yes, please go over to Parts for Gnome. Watch last night's Quizzlemania. Also check out uh, Adam's fantasy booking Roman Reigns video there and the explained video from Laurie last week. Yes, Luke? Sorry, I should have also said we have a, a message in on the uh, the Streamlabs because we keep forgetting, nice. to, keep forgetting to, to do that one. Uh, wait for it to load. It's from your boy Jobber JJ who said, AEW unnailing these empty arena shows. Ollie, you said that WWE is getting a little repetitive who do you uh what do you feel about aew and what uh do you feel is the difference great matches video packages and promos makes it a five out of five show lance archer is awesome and special sorry could you say that again because i just saw that wale, uh, wale is a fan of ours is he really yeah he's retweeted adam's fantasy booking video of, of wale mania fame yeah wow it's cool it's cool He's got six million followers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so what did JJ say? Sorry. So, uh, Ollie, you said that WWE is getting a little repetitive. What do you feel about AEW? Uh, and why? Uh, what do you feel is the difference? What do I feel is repetitive about AEW? No, do you want me, uh, one more time. So, Sorry, I also <laughs> saw he watched Quizzlemania. Oh, I see. <laughs> that was... Uh, Ollie, you said that WWE is getting a little repetitive. What do you feel about AEW and what do you feel is the difference? Uh, it's an hour shorter. The storylines are generally better. The They have more variety, I would say. They go from match to comedy uh, to sort of emotional video package in a fresher way than WWE does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good stuff, mate.
for your this evening because you weren't around for Quizzlemania this week. Please go subscribe to the podcast version of that show. It's excellent with some amazing music by the one and only Jade Starr who did the theme song for this show and our No Rosebard podcast and a couple of other podcasts that we've done. Uh, and, you know, all of the music videos we've done. But you're doing something slightly different. You weren't on Quizzlemania, but you are on a form of a quiz... Mm, kind mm. of. I think uh, in the YouTube realm, it's a challenge. <laughs> YouTube loves a challenge. A big face on a thumbnail mm -hmm. with a yellow arrow pointing at something that you can't quite make out. Or maybe you're confused yeah. as to why the big face is so shocked at an aubergine. I'm going to click that video and find out. So the... It's this thing, uh, I, you know what, I should probably remember what it's called. It's, it, I think it's called Stream Hashtag With Me. And it's the UK YouTube's version yeah. of all these big charity drives that have been happening recently. So it's going to be a four-hour thing starting, mm -hmm. actually, immediately after we finish our AEW live show. And then I think it goes to a different host a different channel's host every 15 minutes or so. And at 6 o'clock, it'll go to one host. I'm not that familiar with who they are. But they're a person. I believe they host a podcast for the BBC. And their challenge, they don't know what it is, is they are going to have to mm -hmm. host a chat show from their, their bedroom. And they're like, have five minutes of frantically scrambling around live to get a jacket and dress up the set. It's all kind of predetermined. <laughs> it's a work, brother. He knows that's happening. So he's going to already have some bits ready to go. And then it's going to be like, oh, and we have some surprise guests for you. And they didn't say this, but I think the gimmick is going to be... No one knows who these people are, but they're YouTubers. <laughs> I'm only going to guess. And guess who it's got Oliver asked to be one of the nobodies? <laughs> yeah, so I will be turning up as one of these guests, randomly added to the call. Where so is it? I'll so it's it's, it's all a work. Like so, they like know who you are as well. That there is an element of that, that I don't mm. think I don't think the person actually knows who we are, or or what order we're going to be in, or anything like that. <laughs> uh, but they have been sent a few emergency questions. Ollie Davis exposing the this. YouTube business. <laughs> but um, <laughs> in case like they, I know. Well, that's our business, right? We're uh, we're, we're behind the scenes reporters. That, look, if you're listening to this podcast, folks, don't tell anyone. This is our little secret. So, uh, but it's all for a good cause. It's going to culminate at eight pm because mm -hmm. it's four hours long. Uh, I'm I'm, only, I'm honestly on it for two minutes. That that I've I've got to be wow. available, and my area has got to be presentable for forty five minutes. But I will only be on for two. Like, I was thinking, okay, maybe it's like a, I'm on there and we're all chatting for about 20 minutes, half an hour. And then I got the call sheet breakdown and it was like, okay, so you're going on at 12 minutes <laughs> past six. And I thought, if they're plotting it yeah. down to the minute, I'm, I'm so, not on there for uh, okay, more than so three. And yeah, I'm on for two bowl accounts. 
so uh, and how can people but yeah find go, go and support the uh, they might be able, the not be able to see it live depending on when they hear this podcast but they will be able to see the the sort of the post not the post show version but certainly the on demand version so where will they be able to find that I think it'll be all over YouTube. Uh, if you just search YouTube stream with me, uh, but what's it's it called on the YouTube you can't just... channel? I've just found. Oh right, okay. Um, I thought you were just saying just search for YouTube it's stream. Called, it's called and stream I'm sure with you're me. Just co- <laughs> mm. <laughs> just search YouTube on YouTube. You'll create a singularity, and the world will end. Uh, so they've got a, a few. Well, that's YouTube in a nutshell, a isn't it? Video. Like that's what oh we when is we went to VidCon, we almost had that exact same uh, sort of thing. There is that you know we are men in our mid thirties, and everyone else on YouTube is eighteen and are just way prettier than we are, and just have got way more shelf mm. life and longevity. Ours <laughs> 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 <was> already have. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? But their looks are gonna fade. <laughs> Our our knowledge and winning personalities is what gets us over. Um, the yeah, maybe it's not it's not that they're prettier than us, although they are oh, very what, yeah, attractive like... people. It's more that it's like are they, are they using different cameras? Should we get yeah. Laurie to look yeah. into do, get, like, to, do they for do the better cameras that make us look 4K? a bit more a TV? Can you do YouTube in in four K? What? Oh, that's um, yeah. That's you can do that through Skype. They've got the background slightly out of focus, which makes me think that it's not like a really big bit of tape, like kid. But it's just that Mm. there are some. And also, why would you want to blur the background? Surely the background's quite an interesting thing. People have been very interested in our background. I believe it's a hark back to the shallow depth of field of uh, cinematic film. It creates a nicer mm. shot to have a, a, a an in focus foreground and out of focus background. Oh yeah, I told you. <laughs> but we don't have to deal with that because we've smells. got wrestle talk um, backdrops. And I was going to ask actually because we talked about this on the call this morning as to whether or not you were going to have like because mm. they've got to try and guess who you are and what your channel is. And you were like, I'm going to have my banner up as a background. I'm like, isn't that going to give the game away? Yeah, I just assumed it was that the joke was on me, but apparently that's not what it is. It's not like, oh, who's this random person? It's uh, it's more like, oh, you're Ollie from Wrestle Talk. So, uh, if you could only be self isolated with one other celebrity, <clears throat> uh, dead or alive, who would it be? So that's an emergency question. I was going to say, what's your what's your answer? So, uh, what's the question again? I was slightly distracted. Actually, I do apologize, I but a notification just came it. through who, from who Netflix for a new show that's called Coronavirus Explained. <laughs> uh oh, five G. It's coming at you through Netflix yeah. now. Um, th- that's probably the series made by Vox. They're very very good. If you haven't seen them already. Uh, but the yeah, so it's what celebrity mm. alive or dead would you most like to spend self isolation with? different to the usual who would you invite to a dinner party <laughs> question. Um, yeah, because you've got like 
spend isolation with. And you don't want to come across creepy. Yeah. Like, you don't want to say... 100%, yeah. Exactly. So nope. all women are off the table. Yeah. You can't, like, it can't even be... Can't even even if you just respect like, them that, as a YouTuber just, and their ideas. The it's like, oh, okay. So could you pick a wrestler, be a bit on brand... Uh, or like like picking Xavier Woods because he'd be fun to to hang out with on a permanent basis. Exhausted. Oh. We've been through this. <laughs> I think it would be a bit exhaustive. I've 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 got a yeah exhausting yeah. I think he'll always be like yeah, let's do this this this. And I'll be like, oh, Please, Mister Woods, I just want to read for a bit now, Xavier Woods. <laughs> Um, so, celebrity alive or dead? I want some quiet I time. Spend isolation with. Ah, Chris Evans. Oh yeah, I mean, don't don't pick like TGI Fridays, Chris Evans. You want to pick Captain America? Chris the Evans. Captain America. Because Chris I Evans. I saw a, a, a trailer for the new show that he's doing with Apple uh. TV, and it made me think like I just love him. I just think he's great. And, you know, Apple TV have put out a lot of shows with sort of big names that'd be like, hey, look, mm. we've got Jason Momoa basically doing Game of Thrones again. Please subscribe to our new uh, service. And I'm like, not interested, Apple. They put Chris Evans in a show. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, okay. You, you have my interest. I'm still not getting it, like, but you have my interest. Hey, that's how you get Luke's bucks. Mm-hmm. Where does I, I could oh, no, I could play no, no, really, no, no, really absolutely not. Do not do that. No, no, because that, Thunberg, <laughs> is that even is that weird? With a sixteen-year-old, it's really weird. <laughs> I want to spend two months locked in my own house with a teenage girl. <laughs> Jamie Oliver, oh, yeah, that, that's a really good. But you want to talk about exhausting? You know what? Like Jamie Oliver, he seems like he'd be. He's always he on. can cook. I would, Teach me I would how assume. to cook. Yeah. But I think that 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 that's a better that's a better mm, shout than saying fucker. Greta Thunberg. Oh, um, don't point. say Millie Bobby Brown either. You need someone who's up and down. <laughs> oh no! And, and then they say, "And why do you?" She's want younger Millie than Bobby you Brown? think. Like, but, uh, <laughs> she's in the Stranger Things show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah. So, yeah, so really, yeah. Go with Jamie Oliver. I think that is I like because character. I don't think people are going to grill you as much as we're currently grilling each other on this topic. I think they will just say that. No, but yeah, but they'll just go like, "Well, that makes sense." He does the cooking, and well, you can be like, "I can media have nice might. foods with him," and you can say that you yourself are trying to be a better chef. You're having your chef's mm. bloits, then you could learn a thing or two from him. Spin it that way. Spin it that way. That's it. Just before we get out of here, I've just oh, noticed no. the thumbs For a second, up I thought, to thumbs down I, ratio. I thought you were about to say on, on our stream. And I was like, what have people got against crazy cameos? <laughs> 1.4. Okay. Nah. What? 1.4 okay, thousand so... thumbs up. This uh, this trailer's been viewed 430,000 times, by the way. Why are people so mad? thumbs down. That's like 30%. It's like a third ratio. Uh, looking at the looking at the comments, mm -hmm. uh, there was someone called Dan in the thumbnail, but not in the trailer. You're supposed to be the not famous one. I don't know who any of these people are. Dan and Phil. Never heard of them. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh no, no, that that really shows how unfamous I am. It's not one minute past three. But yeah, that's oh, all I've got. We, we, we're again, well, sorry, I do apologize. Again. I was trying to find my it's notes. It's one minute show, past three. Just don't we were meant to go live. So I'm going to be going off all memory. Ago. So that should be fun. Anyway, let's put a stop to this. Uh, we'll see you on the next podcast. It'll be me and Laurie back tomorrow. Also, check out the NXT podcast, Quizzlemania, all of the other good stuff. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.